Welcome to the Audible presented by 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Audible. It's Paul Allen and Ron Johnson filling in for Gabe and Tatum. And most importantly, very happy to be joined by TJ Hawkinson and David Blau. The Audible is presented by 3M. A couple of uh, newer Vikings have joined us, and uh, we welcome you to the Audible. TJ, uh, TJ, first, you've been here about a month now, man. Have you settled in, found restaurants, Mall of America, things to do? <laughs> yeah, I've been to Mall of America a couple times now. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it's been awesome. This, this city's great. Uh, I'm trying to explore. I'm finally out of the hotel, so got a house now. So yeah. we're, we're starting to settle in. It's been awesome. And, and both you and David, David quarterback, uh, TJ tight end, played with the Lions, now play with the Vikings. You both played in the Big Ten. Ron, one of the great uh, Gophers receivers in the history of a Golden Gophers football. It's like all we're missing is a running back to get a squad <laughs> here in the TCO studios. And I'm just going to get this out of the way right now. Nine and two, nine victories. It, it might take the Lions a season and a half or two seasons to win nine <laughs> games. I mean, you're both smiling, so you know I'm teasing, but that's kind of reality, right? No comment. But, <laughs> yeah, all right, how about this? Yeah, right, that look, how was, about this? It was a rough few years, and, uh, you know, going from in the division, yeah. obviously we hope we kick their butt. We got a lot of great friends over there. For and sure. Are pulling for them to play well, but, you know, we, we hope they, you know, they lose yeah. on Sunday. And you'll get them again coming up at Ford Field soon. Can't all right, wait. a joyous moment. When you guys beat the Vikings last year, Amon Ross St. Brown, back left of the end zone, I actually left the game feeling super good for your squad. Uh, not only have I known people who have been there, like Todd Downing, Daryl Bevel, people like that, yeah. but it, it was the first win in a year, and, like, the fans hadn't seen a win at Ford Field in longer than that because of the pandemic. So it's a great fan base, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. The Lions are a great fan base, kind of unmatched to what I've, I've witnessed here in the first really? few weeks of being in Minnesota. But uh, that was big for the, the, you know, Dan Campbell era starting, and, and there had been a lot of close games leading up to that, and we felt confident that, there were just some times to, you know, finish it off, and, yep. and that one finally clicked for us. So, you know, at the time, that, that was a lot of fun. But, you know, hoping nothing yep. like that happens again. All Lions conversation <laughs> in the rearview mirror from here on, right? Done. So, okay. TJ, you got traded within the division. And so when you became a Minnesota Viking, what was that like when, like, you've been trained as a Lion to want to beat the Vikings, beat the Bears, beat the Packers, and it's like you got to flip a switch like in a day, and now it's like I want to beat the Lions. I still want to beat the Packers and Bears, right. but you have to flip a switch. How was that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'm still getting used to it a little bit, you know, putting on the purple, but uh, it's been awesome. I mean, yeah, I couldn't have asked for a better place to be, you know. I mean, closer to home, uh, closer to a lot of people. You know, four and a half hours, uh, you know, drive for, for for the family now instead of eight. It's 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 amazing. So um, it's been a lot of fun and very excited to, uh, you know, be here. And when you think about one day, like you you had one day to kind of okay, I got to pack up and go, and then you have a few days before the next game. What was that like getting with Kevin O'Connor? You did have somebody here to help you out as well, but was it more of like, hey, we're just going to tag you in this first game to help you out, or did you really just dive into the playbook? Because people made fun of Iowa guys, <laughs> like, you know, Big Ten guys are smart, so I'll give us that. Right. You know, but diving into the playbook as a tight end. I played tight end with the Bears for a year. It's the hard – I think tight ends, honestly, are the smartest person on the field. Like, you have to know routes, 
blocking. You have to know slot, outside. Like, you have to know everything. Bro, when you I had Darasaw like, here, you said offensive linemen are the <laughs> smartest guys in the room. Uh, yeah, Taco when you had Cousins here, Blau, uh, Mullins, and, and Cousins, they rule the roost. I'll say it in front of a quarterback. Tight ends are, after playing tight end, it's one of the hardest. You got to know the blitz pickup. So how was that, your, you know, three to four days to prepare for a game to have to learn all of that? And, it was a, and 60, uh, 60 snaps <clears throat> in your first game. Yeah, it was a grind. I mean, you know, I hung out with him quite a bit. Uh, hung out with a lot of, yep. you know, Coach, Coach Angelico, um, you know, KO, all those guys, they helped me a ton. Um, I tried to make it, make sure that they didn't have to tag me in things, you know. So I really wanted to dive into the playbook and make sure that they didn't have to worry about me um, on the field. And, you know, that first game, it was uh, – Really, just hey, what do I what do I do? You know, it wasn't much of a conceptual learning. Um, it was more, what do I have on this play? What, do, what am I doing? So, um, I'm trying to still expand that a little bit in the weeks and uh, weeks coming up. So, uh, it's been fun. It's, it really has to learn. This is my fourth offense now in four years now. Mm. So, it's uh, it, 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 you pick it up a little quicker each time, and so it's uh, it, it's it's moving for sure. What was uh, when when you guys were back with the Lions before you? Got got traded and then you ended up here before the season David HBO's Hard Knocks was there hmm. what I mean is it intrusive hmm. is is it too much sometimes you know Dave, David's <laughs> playing a ton in these preseason games so like they're all over you with yeah. one-handed passes yeah. for touchdowns at the ends of games you're playing behind like the third offensive line right. so you're running for your life half the time what was that whole thing like yeah, I think it is intrusive. I think it does give a fan uh, somewhat of an inside look into what an organization is trying to do. But at the same time, you got to take it with a grain of salt because what I learned was that they take 1,800 hours of film <laughs> and the, the viewer sees five hours. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of moments that, that they see where you don't know if you're being filmed or not, what's going on. And uh, a lot of those moments, as you know, are, are sacred, you know, among the players in the locker room and the, in the meeting rooms. And so... While it is a good look, and, and I do believe, you know, it's cool for the fans to see a glimpse in, it's not always reality. Right. And when you think about that reality side of it, I would have gave you a tip, but, you know, I didn't get a chance to talk to you guys. I've, I'm a big brother fan, and for the big brother people out there know, if you get naked, they won't put you on camera. What? So that's, yeah, right. like you get naked, and they won't put you on camera. They can't. So that's well, the yeah. way to do it. You, you just walk around the, that way more. Exactly. Right. See, then you have to worry about them bothering you. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's one way to look at it. But that's, that's that. you know, so if it ever comes to Minnesota. Yeah. But when you think about you, your your story, your wife, you know, going to the Olympics. My wife went to the Olympics in 2008 in Beijing. His wife, So Melissa. we share that, and, and your wife uh, for Columbia, I got a chance. What was that process? I mean, because it's not what people see is one year. Right. That's what they see. But I was oh. around my wife since like 2003, four. You know, then she went to the, you know, she tried to make it in four, didn't make it. Then six, seven, eight, finally made it in eight um, as a number one, you know, American triple jumper, blah, blah. What is that like, though? I mean, because I've been there, but from your perspective, you're just in it and your football. So yeah. what was that like? First of all, congratulations. That's <laughs> like, man, you hit it on the head. I got goosebumps as you were kind of saying it because what you see is uh, she got 55 seconds to run the 400 hurdles, right. the, the race of her life in the prelims. What people don't see is the four years every day, the, the choices, the sacrifice that you have to make with, should I eat that dessert today? Should I get up and train? Should I, should I go and, and do everything that I need to do to make sure that my dreams come true on this one day for 55 right. seconds. Mm. And, you know, now she can look back. She's been to two world championships. She's been to an Olympics where she can say, yeah, I'm an Olympian. Yeah. And, and that's been incredibly special for us and her family. And uh, representing Columbia and her dad is, uh, you know, her dad came to America when he was 16 to play basketball. And it's like mm. uh, just an incredible story. And, and we're excited to, you know, just 
have that memory. And, and, and the Lions made that really special capture in that moment for us. Yeah. And with the 55 seconds, can you run a 455 seconds without the hurdles? Right now. So she's hurdling and you're running no <laughs> right hurdles. Right now. You're a high-end athlete. You just got done with practice. I hope you can. <laughs> no chance. What? I think you could pull our team and there's probably 20% of the guys, maybe Whoa. 30% of the guys who could do it. Now, 21 Olympics, Tokyo, right? Yeah, 20, 2020 pushed okay. back a year because of COVID. Right. So Did you 21. go? Did you go watch? No, I wasn't able to. They had only allowing Japanese spectators and oh. the athletes in, in the event. So, unfortunately, well, I tough. wasn't able to make it. Yeah, we were watching, you know, 12 hours apart. Let, let's just land the plane on what you just said. Are you saying, Miss Melissa Gonzalez, your wife, can let's a 100-yard dash, you're telling me she could beat Dalvin Cook? I'm not telling you that. Okay. <laughs> I, hope my, I hope my wife doesn't end up watching this. Yeah. And a 400, it'd be closer than you'd think. No, I'm not. I would imagine she's an Olympic and, athlete. Of course, it would be close. And 400 if you, is if a you, monster. If you put yeah. the hurdles yeah. out there, it'd be. It, I don't think anybody in here would beat her. Right, but I'm just more concerned about what you said about you know <laughs> your about conditioning myself. or I mean or whatever. Yeah. It's it's like. Let's not forget Thanksgiving. So I'm I think it was Stafford you. and Driscoll. Yeah. Here comes David Blau debuting on Thanksgiving. So what are you going to do with your first pass? 75 deep to Galladay. Right. Of course, you target big boy 11 times. I mean, that's really good for business in your right. first game. Catches six. Now, granted, you guys didn't win. But, I mean, that, you know, you, you obviously had to be ready for that. You know, so you got to be in better shape than you're giving yourself credit for. I'm telling you, a 400 <laughs> is different. You know, we train for uh, six seconds at a time. Yeah. And six seconds, you're getting about, what, 60 meters yeah, if correct. you're lucky. It's like a quarter if, mile, right? It, yeah, 50 meters. So, yeah. I mean. Unless you're a veteran quarterback, then you're yeah. getting maybe 10. Then, yeah. You're throwing I'm up here, it. You're faking the hand. I'm up here going Pasadena <laughs> City College on, on the meters going, that's like a quarter mile, right? And I drop back. You know, I'm not running uh, full speed 400 yeah. meters anytime, any anytime soon at all. If we were to bet a dollar or whatever amount, but let's say a dollar, on everybody on your team, they all line up at the goal stripe and they run 100 yards. And you guys have seen enough now, month here, a little longer than that. Ooh. Who do you think would win and why? Because I have an opinion. Oh, you have an opinion? Uh -huh. I'm saying Dalvin. I don't. Uh, I guess I haven't been around long enough. Been I'd but, say incorrect. But I've got Dan. Chisena. Chisena. Not even close. Over Kane? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if the coaches and or uh, the <laughs> training staff, Tyler Williams and, yep, um, yep. and well, they wouldn't say yes. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, here's Dalvin running 100 yards for a $1 bet, and he pops something. You got or big nine quad, and two. Uh, Jalen Rager on you. now. Jalen Rager, Rager can do it. Those, all I'll those take names are through my head, but especially if you stretch it out. If you stretch it out any more than 100, <laughs> Dan's Penn State track experience yeah. comes into handy. And he's, Ain't kidding you. So, TJ, I got one for you. You said you wanted to be a three-down tight end. And a lot of tight ends, you know, don't want to block. They just want to catch passes. But being a three-down tight end in your mind, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I mean, they, they don't have to worry about you um, when we're running the ball. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's just the biggest thing is you're able to hold your own in the, in the run game. And you're able to, um, you know, move people and, and really be efficient in that down. Because, uh, you know, you see a lot of guys in, in the league that, you know, they're out first and second down, and then third down comes and they're, they're running in. And so that's always just been my MO. It's like I don't want to just – be the third down guy or the red zone guy or in passing situations guy because then it's easy for defenses to understand what we're doing and, and when you're in it's uh, it's an easier scouting look you know so uh, I've always just tried to be able to be in on those duos and in those triples and, and be in on when, when we're trying to hammer it down the throat. So. And I saw you try to gritty. 
I saw it. <laughs> Everybody like saw that? it. Yeah. Well, before he tried the gritty, the head coach admonished him <laughs> for getting in the way of Justin Jefferson's gritty. When we were doing film room here one Tuesday, he's like, what's this play going to be? He circles TJ, and I'm like, what's he doing here? He goes, first thing we have to teach TJ is when Justin goes into the gritty, you got to give him room. <laughs> so did he really, like, tell you that? Yeah. No, that was a thing. That was no, a thing. No, I mean <laughs> – because Brian O'Neill already screwed was, it up once. Yeah, we know I, that. and I hope Coach doesn't come at us for this, but, I mean, that was a team meeting coaching point. That was, <laughs> hey, TJ, yeah. you, caught all, nine yeah. of your, you uh, caught all nine of your ops. Um, <laughs> great job. We're glad we got you, but stay out of this guy's way. Right. He's ready to dance. Uh, so have you worked uh, on your gritty since? I've been in the, uh, the mirror a couple times, but I can't say that right. Justin would still would approve yet, but we'll, we'll see. I'll get that's, better. <laughs> that's Minnesota Vikings tight end TJ Hawkinson, joined by quarterback David Blau, Ron Johnson, Paul Allen. This is the Audible, courtesy of 3M. The holiday season is upon us, and if you want to make a difference in someone's life this season, please text SKULL to 24365 and donate $25, register to volunteer, or give online at SalvationArmyNorth.org slash Vikings. More Audible with TJ and David coming up after this. Stay tuned for more of the Audible presented by 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings. Field to the roof and everywhere in between, 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings, is here. Visit vikings.com backslash science to learn more. Hey, welcome back to The Audible. TJ Hawkinson, tight end for the Minnesota Vikings. David Blau, one of the quarterbacks. Ron Johnson, Paul Allen filling in for Gabe and Tatum. And, um, and David, uh, when uh, of the five starts you had for the Detroit Lions, we mentioned the first one was on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, that's an honor. Win or lose, granted, you want to win, but that's an honor. Sure. Playing Thanksgiving football for the Lions is the way I've looked at it, at least. But you, you caught a touchdown pass from Danny Amendola. <laughs> Yeah. And I remember it was later in the season, I think against Green Bay or what, or what wasn't it? And so, so like when you guys are working on a trick play, no yeah. matter where you are, and you get the look, it's exactly what you want. And then the, I mean, you have to be so excited in moments like that. Yeah, you know, uh, there's a lot of talk around the league about calling a playoff a wristband right now at the quarterback position. And Daryl Bevel, who was our coordinator at the time, called. I was wearing a wristband, and, and he says, if I call number 11 and I see you look down at the wristband, <laughs> um, we're not running it. Right. So he's like, hey, memorize the trick play. So we run it. We get the exact look we're looking for. And yeah. I don't want to get to say any names. Coach Petten is the, yeah. is the coordinator on the other side. Correct. And, uh, they had a rookie defensive end who's turned out to be pretty good, Rashawn Gary. Yeah. And we knew that, you know, we, were, we had an advantageous look. And, um, yeah, catching that and then kind of premeditated threw it into the crowd because – Matthew challenged me ah. to see if I could get it to the Did second. Gritty? Deck. No gritty then. Um, I got a, My wife was upset because I got fined for throwing the ball in the crowd. Whoa! Well, you pay oh. for it if you. Wait, was that your first touchdown yeah. catch? <laughs> yes. And so you did not get to keep the ball. <laughs> No, or did somebody bring it back to you? They they ended up getting into the crowd and getting it, and we made sure that Danny got it mm. um, for throwing it. Yeah. Wait, you gave him? I gave it to Danny. Oh, I, my God. Because, like, what I've always been taught in football, the person who catches it I know. keeps it. Because my first <laughs> touchdown in the NFL with the Baltimore well. Ravens was Chris Redman's first touchdown as a quarterback. 
I kept the ball. I love that. So that's like that was the rule. But I mean, I've been a part of like Rohan Davey versus Kelly Campbell in the Senior Bowl. They got into a fight over who's going to keep the ball from the Senior Bowl. <laughs> so I'm surprised you're, you're a nice guy no, for letting them keep the ball. I just we had repped it so many times, and Danny, <laughs> I knew it was getting towards the end for yeah. Danny, and I was like, you know what? Uh, maybe I'll have another opportunity at some point right. to catch one, Danny. Would they have run that for Matthew? They had, they had He's ran, a Super Bowl oh, winner, man. He can do anything. No, man. no, I think they threw one to him on an important third or fourth down last yeah. year in L.A., and it didn't. It was incomplete. So you're saying you're better than Tom Brady at receiver? Wow. Well, you're saying, I mean, you're saying Pretty the Ravens much. weren't anything one without you at tight end or what? I didn't even know you played for the Ravens. What the heck's happening here? Look, um, I, I enjoy trying to get those trick plays, those similar ones in for Kirk. I don't know yeah. uh, if we can get one in. Okay, now, TJ, uh, the New York Jets – have allowed one tight end touchdown this year, and it, and it was a trick run to, like, their second tight end for the Dolphins, oh, um, Durham Smythe or something. So when, when, you, when you take a peek at the Jets, are they, like, like more stingy with tight ends than, than some teams that you see? Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I think it's just kind of based on every Sunday, you know. I think um, hopefully we can make that too this weekend, yep. you know. So um, <laughs> that's, that's usually uh, how, that's how it works sometimes. Yeah. On Sundays, you know, a tight end might might not go uh, against the defense. So I think that's probably just how it's been. Right. Um, you know, but they do they do a good job um, trying to make sure that the middle of the field is, is you know is, is harder to you know attack. And so um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good challenge for us. But we're looking forward for, to well, it. You, this this rookie Sauce Gardner, the kid from Cincinnati, six yep. three yep. with the long yep. arms. He went to the same high school as you, yeah, yeah. Martin so Luther he, King High School yeah. in the Motor City. Yeah, you got to ask TJ about Sauce. Yeah, I mean, when, when you talk about Sauce, you know, like he's going to cover whoever. Not really a tight end guy, but he does end up in certain positions where he's claiming nobody's really caught balls on him. He's shutting <laughs> everybody down. And I mean, PFF. I don't listen to a lot of the stuff they say, but that's what they claim to say. But when you look at this matchup and you have an opportunity, say they line you up wide and you have a guy like that. In your mind, what are you trying to make sure Kirk understands that if you get one-on-one with the smaller guy, not he's tall, but he's smaller right. than you, um, and that's any DB when you're lined up wide, like what is your mindset coming to the line of scrimmage as a wide tight end? Uh, I mean, really just trying to use my body to, to, to be against those guys, you know, and, and, under, and hopefully um, Kirk understands, you know, that I, I'm going to use that in every advantage that I can, you know, and so um, he can he's able to throw the ball up and, um, you know, understand that it's not going to be a pick or, you know, I'm going to try and make a play on it, you know. And so a 50-50 ball is hopefully more leaned towards us. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's really the, the focal point when I'm out there wide against the DB and is just trying to make sure that he has a little trust in me. So. And one for both of you. I mean, Kirk Cousins, Michigan State, Purdue, Iowa. You look at the Big Ten as a whole and, we're, you know, we're hoping Michigan, Mich- you know, Ohio State goes. But what do you guys, like, Michigan State sucked this year. So, like, how, how, how tough is that to not, like, bring that up to Kirk because you want him to throw you the ball, but then also you want to, like, you know, and then you two guys are in the West. Like, does that ever – do you guys ever make bets? Like, hey, you got to wear an Iowa something. Yeah, you know, or, you pro football players on something everybody can see at a dot .com. Do you ever make bets? Because we saw uh, Lewisine anyway, and uh, Lewisine made somebody wear – like, I forgot who played. Georgia yeah. played somebody. Yeah. Uh, on the team earlier this year, and he made somebody wear his Georgia mm. stuff. Oh. And the, the West was hit or miss this year, so I think we kind of just, uh, <laughs> I just we know, stayed away a little bit. I just know all these Big Ten West fans. We got Nebraska guys. I mean, we got Minnesota, Illinois in there. They'll all be watching Purdue play on Saturday night. <laughs> They'll all be watching Purdue I can't Saturday even say night. Nothing to that. That's fantastic, man. Um, 
But yeah, we've always kind of gone back and forth. And even yeah. in um, in Detroit, there were a lot of Ohio State guys, or you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, being from the Big Ten, being on Midwest teams now with the Vikings, and when we were in the with the Lions, you know, there's a lot of following yeah. uh, for the Big Ten games. And did the Gophers uh, beat Purdue this year? We didn't. Wow, so you're 0 2 against these I guys. I didn't beat Iowa yet. Yeah. No, yeah. we couldn't well, you beat, beat Iowa. Beat, I mean, with all the I respect. Did. We're on a I good played. streak, I think. You played yeah, 20 years ago. <laughs> but it doesn't it's matter. It's like Hayden Fry might We have won been the three coach. out of four years when I played. Okay. So, hey, that's, that's, that's all I can say. But yeah, no, Iowa's gotten us. Purdue. Yeah. You know, it's not a PJ Flex show, though. We're not even talking about Jeff Brown and all <laughs> right. that. But, but you uh, know, oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, when you, when you look at the locker room, like you said, everybody has pride in their school. Everybody enjoys it. Like, how does that actually help, though, bond as well? Because now you guys have other stuff to talk about. Because football can get become mundane. Like, that locker room can become boring to show up every day and just hit, 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 practice, practice, and then go home. But now you guys do have other stuff to kind of talk about, college football, the championship, yeah. all the stuff. Like, how does that help you guys gel and become more of a team in the locker room? Yeah, it is fun to banter with each other a little bit, you know, just go back and forth and, and kind of build that bond outside of uh, just when we're on the field, you know. And so just kind of getting to know each other, too, a little bit is where you, where you went to school, who, who you played with, and other guys in the league. So it is fun. Yeah, I was, I was just going to add that it was, um, you know, coming into this locker room, uh, Guys like Kirk, who are uh, CJ Ham, Adam Thielen, guys who have been here, who uh, are just rock solid men, uh, who make it an intentional effort to go out of their way and learn something about somebody else. It just sets the standard for guys in there. It's like, man, uh, everybody in there really uh, is connected, and I think that has been intentional. Kirk's leadership and, and things like that, which has been cool to see. As you know, somewhat still a younger player. I know we're in our fourth season, but. You still see, you know, your first few weeks on at a new place. The show starts and stops with those guys, and yeah. they've been here for the last few years. And it's why the culture is the way it is, you know, with a big part of what Coach O'Connell has done. And and Jefferson is humble. I mean, he goes like a month and change without catching a touchdown pass. I mean, the, with some receivers, had the women and children when that happens. We've seen it here before, you know. But Ju- Justin, he just he still attacks it with childlike vigor, you know. That's what I really like about Justin Jefferson. He uh, shows up every day, and it feels like he's going out to recess. Mm-hmm. Like you see some of the things he he does, he, he's the best in the world at. Yeah. And when he walks out there, it's like, man, um, he's just having fun. Uh, well, we had a great time. Hopefully you guys did, too. It was great having you on the Audible. Thank you very much, and uh, best of luck against the Jets and the rest of the way. Thanks, guys. Thank you all for having us. DJ Hawkinson, David Blau, Ron Johnson, Paul Allen, filling in for Gabe Henderson and Tatum Everett. That's the Audible. Thanks for listening, and thanks for watching. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Audible. The Audible is presented by 3M, the official science partner of the Minnesota Vikings.